0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Equipped to Be podcast. I told you I was going to have this special guest with us, Rick Green. Rick is America's Constitution coach, and don't we need that right now? To be honest with you, I have known Rick for a long time. He's a, a veteran homeschool father, but he was actually homeschooled himself, and he has taken up that mantle of educating parents, youth on the Constitution, helping us break it down, what it says and what it means and what you can do about it. I think you're going to enjoy this podcast with Rick Green. He is one, I can tell you this straight up, he is one of the most dynamic, inspirational speakers in America. He equips Folks like nobody's business. So, if you think you're just going to idly listen to this podcast, I'm giving you, I'm just giving you the heads up. You need to have a pencil and paper because he talks fast. He drops truth nuggets constantly. You will want to write these down. Of course, I will have the show notes, but there may be something that I don't put in the show notes that you really liked on the podcast uh, and what Rick said. So, you know, he has spoken to millions of patriots across the country. He and his family, his wife, and his amazing kids, I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about them. That's what they do. That is what they're passionate about. So with that, I want to invite Rick onto the podcast. Hey, Rick, I'm so glad you could be with me today. Thanks for coming.
1: My pleasure, Connie. Looking forward to it. I know you're a person of action, so I'm assuming your audience is, or they wouldn't be tuning into you. So this is a perfect place for me to be. I love working with you.
0: Oh, I love it too. I was so grateful when you had me on your podcast uh, back when Parenting Beyond the Rules launched, and so grateful for you for endorsing that book. And, you know, we're in our lane doing our thing, and I love to be able to support each other in what we're doing. So, with that said, time is of the essence. You talk fast, you have a lot to share, and we have a lot to cover. So, with that, let's dive in. You have three. Well, actually, have more than that. I couldn't even count all the different uh, opportunities and the ways that you touch and reach and educate people, but let's focus on the three, I guess I, I would say you're really engaged with right now, and that's biblical citizenship, the Patriot Academy, and the constitutional coaching program that you offer. Am I right? Is, are those your top three right now?
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, it all comes back to inspiring and equipping fellow citizens to live out their freedom, to, to actually, you know, pay part of the price. I mean, we all have a, a little bit of a burden here. If we want our kids to live in freedom, we've got to live that freedom in order to preserve it for the next generation. So all these different programs are designed to give people a jumping off point. If, if you want to help get other people educated, then do our Constitution Coach program and biblical citizenship in your church. If you want to get more educated yourself and even learn how to, defend your family. You can do our constitutional defense course, which is very much an action course because we teach on the Constitution, but we also learn how to shoot handguns and, and uh, have a good concealed carry license where you know what you're doing. And then uh, and then we have our youth leadership program. So you may want to help round up young people that you know need to be the leaders of the next generation and, and get them at one of our capital boot camps and state capitals across the country. So it's all, they're different programs, but they all come back to this idea that we are blessed to live in a free nation that actually requires us to take action and and not just, uh, you know, let other people pay, pay the price, but for us to actually bear part of the burden.
0: You know, and something that a lot of people might not know about you is, you know, you are a former Texas state representative. So when you are telling us, like average mom and dad Americans, that we need to get engaged, we need to be doing something, we need to fight and protect the Constitution that our country was founded on, You aren't telling us to do something that you haven't already done. And and being in politics, having, you know, I have been uh, involved in politics from a strategy standpoint, but you've been actually a representative. You're telling us uh, from firsthand experience, uh, it's not easy, it's a rough and tumble game, but you're saying to us, hey folks, it's time. If we want our kids to experience the freedom that we enjoyed growing up, uh, we got to put our. We have to put ourselves on the line. So let's start right there. What do you think? You know, we're a few weeks into a new administration, and we see how quickly, with a stroke of a pen, um, a lot of pens, we are seeing many forms of legislation. We're seeing the fabric of what held our country together being eroded. I would love to know your thoughts on that and what we can do about it.
1: Well, on the first hand, I would say. I don't think we can over uh emphasize the danger that we're in of losing freedom. We we have for most of our lives, Connie, we you know, we've been a little bit spoiled. We've we've been able to enjoy uh the price that others paid in previous generations. We've kind of lived in this almost fantasy world where we thought America could never be brought to its knees that that, that we would never lose freedom here. When we see tyranny or a lack of freedom of speech or those kind of things, we always thought that's some other country somewhere else in the world. It wouldn't happen here. And in a very short period of time, we have watched virtually every part of the Bill of Rights be violated somewhere in the United States, if not in every state. Um, We've watched uh, people be silenced. We've watched churches be shut down, pastors be jailed. Um, Pastors right now, friends of mine that are facing millions of dollars in fines simply for worshiping the Lord and bringing people together and obeying the biblical commands to do those things. I mean, it's it's shocking what has happened in the last year. So I want to say that, but then I want to step back and say, However, that's you, you don't look at that like the like the ten spies of the twelve that went to the promised land and said, oh, it's too hard, the giants are too big, and they depressed everybody and gave up. We need to look at that like Joshua and Caleb, the other two spies, and say, yeah, giants, no question. There are there are giants in the land right now. Our nation is being overrun with 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 Marxist ideology. Our, our children in America have bought this. They think they're part of a righteous cause with this whole woke thing, uh, and and so they're are huge giants. There's fortified cities in America, no question about it in terms of the analogy with the, with the promised land. However, God's given us principles, and he's, and he's given us truths that when we sow those into our neighborhoods and into our states and into our country, they bear good fruit. When we're salt and light, the salt brings out great flavor um, if, we, if we actually use it. And so I do think it's a precarious moment for America, no, no doubt about it. The things that are being done, this federal government now is, is, as, is as left-wing and dangerous to freedom as we've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, and maybe in American history, and and so it's incumbent upon every citizen at this point to say, I cannot sit on the sidelines anymore. I have to do my part. And the good news is, everybody has a part to play. You know, when you were talking about me being a legislator, most people are probably like I was. The first time I drove by the state capitol in Texas, I was I was actually in a school bus, and I was only 16 years old. We come down for the baseball tournament, uh, state baseball tournament, and um. I thought that's a different world. That's a, I could never do that. That's a different breed of people. That's the other side of the tracks. Those are the wealthy and the privileged and blah, blah, blah. You know, And I dismissed the idea that I could influence my state government. And I think most people now, they even see that with the school board and the city council. They think that's a different world over there. That's the people in control and people in power. I'm here to tell you, Connie, anybody listening to this program, you could be on that city council. You could be on that school board, maybe the state legislature, maybe even even Congress. And if not you, someone from your homeschool co-op or your church could be and needs to be the one that is running for those offices and serving in those positions. It can be done. It has to be done at this point if we're going to save the nation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I had to ch- you know, you'll laugh because you know, I don't mean anything by this, but I thought when you said, I never thought I could be, and I'm like, yeah, but they let you in. I mean, see, they <laughs> we can all, all have a place there. Now, I went to a, our local city council meeting the other day because there's some stuff going on locally, and I just sat and listened and watched. That information allowed, you know, my time there, it was just an hour, hour and a half, but I was taking notes, and I was able to take it back to, like you said, my community, because, as you know, in a campaign in any any area it 's that community it 's that grassroots it's person to person it's sharing information and and passing the baton here let me give let me provide you with this information and that information, and that uh, empowers people because they know someone. They they can relate to them. Oh, you're just you're just like me. You've you've got to get grocery shopping in. You've you've got all these kids and Rick. You've got like what? I don't know six, seven, eight. I, y'all have a lot of kids plus grandbabies. How many children do you have?
1: We've got four kids and two grandbabies. Okay. so six total. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm short on the grandbaby department. I'm I uh, You know, I'm trying. But you know, you have a. A purpose, and you're thinking not just hey me and my comforts and Kara's comforts, but you're thinking about your kids, you're thinking about your grandkids, and I actually thinking about this trillions of dollars. I think our country's in like thirty trillion dollars worth of debt now, and in my mind, I'm thinking that's that's beyond my grandkids and grand and great grandkids. It's like to the great 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 grandkids, if you know we can keep it all together by then and and not have this increasing uh, limitless piggy bank that we see happening. What do you recommend when, like I said, I went to the city council and you know just kind of city commissioners meeting, it, in your biblical citizenship, I'm sure there are key principles that you share. Can you touch on just a couple of those?
1: yeah, you bet I mean and that that even that title kind of tells you what we're thinking is, is that you can't separate your your faith and your worldview of of how you see the world and what your relationship to God is from your citizenship because we've been given a system where Caesar is us. I mean, we're the ones in charge. We the people actually are responsible for what our our government looks like. If we lived in a dictatorship somewhere, you know we could we could be decent citizens without ever doing anything in government or paying attention to to government at all. Um, that's not the system God's given us. God's given us one where we have the responsibility, and so what we do in the Biblical Citizenship class—it's a—it's a really fun course. This is not your typical boring history or government type thing. You know, we all slept through. Um, this is actually really entertaining. Kirk Cameron's in it. Uh, Matt Staver, Daniel Lappin, uh, David Harris Jr., David Barton—all these people are in it, and and we we really bring it to life. And we basically start off by saying, the Bible speaks to everything in our life, not just. Our relationship with God, not just our relationship with our spouse or our kids, but also our relationship with our neighbors and how we form our society and, our, and our, our communities and our state and our nation. And so how do we take a biblical worldview and go be that salt and light at that city council meeting or at that state legislative meeting or perhaps even serving in those offices? And so we have a lot of great pastors that, that teach in the class as well. And uh, it's an eight-week course, and the and the best part is people get to have fellowship. They come together, and they realize, I'm not alone. There are other people that care about where the country's going, and they get to sharpen each other's countenance, and, and the videos do most of the work, but then you sit there and you talk about it, and, and that fellowship really does give people hope for the future. We give answers in the course of, this is these are the principles that work. We're not too far gone in America. We just have to bring the principles back. That will produce the good results. And I promise it is entertaining and it's fun. You're not going <laughs> to sleep through this like you would most uh, history classes or, or government classes. Uh, but it will also create some great fellowship in your community. And it's free. That's the best part. Totally free. Oh, we, wait, give, wait. we give it away. It's you, free? You get it online or you can get, you know, you can you can totally do it at your church. The license to do it is free. You can broadcast it to as many people as you want. A lot of people do you know, of course, with the COVID thing, a lot of people have gotten used to Zoom and they, they'll have a local class in their living room. You have friends and family come over, but then also broadcast to friends and family around the country and have them join them in on, on fellowship as well. We've got about, I think we're up to 5,500 uh, coaches around the country that are doing these classes, either either in at home or church or, you know, at the library or wherever. That's so really encouraging. I mean, people are, this is, you know. I mean, 10 years ago, I, I'm trying to remember when it was you brought me in to do that constitution <laughs> class in Florida. It was more than a decade ago, I think.
0: I can't remember. close to a decade. Yeah, it was a long time I mean, ago. <laughs> we, we were like, we were weirdos
1: back then, Connie. I mean, most people didn't think about this kind of stuff, but we did, you know, and we had to drag people kicking and screaming to go do uh, classes like this. Today, oh my goodness, they're coming out of the woodwork saying, what can I do? What can I do? I want to be part of the solution. So it's a, there's bad things happening in the country, but at the same time, I'm kind of a silver lining guy. I'm seeing it, seeing so many people wake up and that is, Super encouraging.
0: I I just wrote down what you said. I I just said, we have to be part of the solution. And I remember when you were doing that, uh, (laughs) when you were teaching that class, within a few minutes, people were just laughing and note-taking. And there's just, you brought people to life. And one thing I love about how you present, Rick, and how you share information, because again, you have a lot of information that you can just spout off because it's in you. I mean, you just know it. And I, I love the, the energy and the optimism that you bring. Like you said, hope's not lost. It's not over. It's not over, one, because God's in control. God determines when it's over. And you you just have this way of bringing light and hope and how to. You know, So it's not like just a rah-rah session where we're inspiring you. We're, we're going to inspire you to get up and go do something, and then we're going to hand you like how to do it. And that is what I think is lacking because— there's too many people that have been passive. Uh, like you said a few minutes ago, you know, they've just, it's been easy. You know, we've talked about homeschooling before. Homeschooling was was a hard-fought fight uh, across the states. And right. we often say, hey, it could be gone with a stroke of a pen. And I hope, listeners, I hope you're understanding what this means. We have watched with a stroke of a pen, jobs be lost, borders are open. We we've, we've just watched so much change. Don't think that whatever you're so you know whatever matters to you so much. Maybe your job, maybe homeschooling, maybe whatever it might be, uh, can't be just uh, written away or made it illegal right. with a stroke of a pen. And I love how you bring everything back to that optimistic. You have a role to play. Maybe you're not going to go be a state legislator. Maybe you're not going to Congress. Maybe you would be like. What I did, I served as a strategy person for a political campaign. You know, use the gifts, strengths, and talents that you have and ask the Lord right. where you can use them. And that's probably a lot of what you're telling families and even these kids. You know, you, you're giving them a picture of possibilities, where they can go, what they can do. And I think more than that, there was something that just came to my mind, Rick, and it was that, you know, our youth, they are longing to have a voice. To make a difference and yeah. to make an impact. How, how do your youth programs uh, equip youth to have that voice and to use it in a way that can impact our culture and our country?
1: Well, part of it's what you just said, and I think that's exactly the right approach, is, is we don't start these programs saying, hey, every one of you need to go run for office. Instead, we say, hey, every one of you has a part to play, And God's put a desire in your heart. And I believe when he says in the scripture that he'll give us the desires of our heart, I think that doesn't mean we just get to do anything that willy-nilly feels good. It means he's put something deep down inside us, a purpose inside us, and he'll give us the desires of that heart if we'll pursue it and pursue him and find his will for our life. And so we say to these young people, every one of you can be a good citizen. Some of you will run for office. Some of you are going to go make movies or go into music or the arts. Some of you are going to go into the pulpit or business or education or whatever it might be. We just want you to, to pursue that with all your heart and find what God's got for you. And at the same time, because you're our neighbor and you're part of a neighborhood and a community and a state and a nation, to be a good neighbor, meaning be a good citizen and realize that we all have a, a part to play in that. And, and, and I, and I want to jump back to what you were saying about kind of the optimism. I, I, think, we're, I think we're commanded to do that. I think when, when he said to Joshua, uh, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid. I, I think that means we have to go out there and even believe me, Connie, I have my my days where I look at what's happening and I'm like, Lord, seriously, am I supposed to be optimistic in the midst of all this? I mean, we could get down if we focus on just the negative, right? Absolutely. But he said, I've commanded you. I mean, it's not even it's not even, hey, if you would, please go do this. He said, Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. I mean, he tells us constantly in the Bible not to fear. I believe fear is not a virtue. I think we're supposed to be. Ah, uh, bold and, and and optimistic, and and then one other thing about what you were saying about inspiration. I, I think there's a magic formula for that, and and it requires you've got to capture people's attention, and that's why you know I think it is important to have humor and have entertainment. That's why we do the show with Brad Stein all that stuff. You've got to be entertaining and get people's attention. Otherwise, you know, there's just too much, too many other options out there. Attention spans today are so short, all that. So first, make it fun and entertaining. But then you've got to have something in there that they didn't know, like a, an educational piece that that go, oh, wow, there's an aha moment. And then you've got to equip them to say, you can do something with this. Here's a game plan. Here's a path for how you can apply this. So if you entertain, you educate, and you equip, then inspiration just happens because people feel like, you know, I want to do something. I know there's things going on in the country that are bad. But until you show them what they can do to make a difference, that inspiration doesn't happen. And that's what we try to infuse in all of these different programs. Uh, so that people will be optimistic and and they'll actually take action and do something that's actually going to make a difference. Not just go you know, run in circles. What is Zig Ziglar used to say, don't confuse activity with accomplishment, right? We want it to be something that's going to get us to the place we really want to go. Anyway, I'm rambling, but I mean, you said so it. many things that we're just so on the same page.
0: I just thought about your uh, the, confer- the conference that we were at where Brad and you were up on the stage, and I thought, yes, he is America's funny man, and you are America's constitution coach. So what a dynamic pair. You guys played off of each other so well. So I kind of want to change topics a little bit and talk to you about cancel culture and how you're seeing, because you're all over the country speaking to millions, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, even even in COVID, uh, you didn't stop. I mean, the rest of the world stopped, but Rick kept going. I want to know, like, what are your thoughts on cancel culture, on engaging in that, having an input, maybe pushing back? Share your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh... It is, it is uh it's it's scary i mean to be honest with you i i look at that and i go i mean it's It's. they have weaponized um this this idea of of any anything you say that they could they can you know seize and even take out of context and um but i do i do see a turning point and and, and you mentioned brad stein or i mentioned brad and then you t- talked about him i mean brad's been warning about this for as long as i've known him and as comedian and entertainer of course he Cancelled all the time for saying anything that wasn't politically uh, correct. So he saw this kind of you know coming and, and knew that this was a an attack on free speech. And so it is it is so dangerous. This is very much a communist tactic. It's something that, that that is always used to silence the opposition so that there is only one voice that people hear. And and they've managed to part of the challenge we face with this is there's two different echo chambers in America right now where you know if you're if you're paying attention to certain sources you never hear the other side. And you know Proverbs tells us. You know, one side sounds good until you hear the other side. And right now, people aren't getting that, that civil discourse, that debate, that, that opportunity to kind of come, let us reason together. They're just hearing one side or the other. And it's, it's, it, it's a dangerous thing because, you know, both sides are canceling each other. So I, I try to encourage people to say, hey, let's, let's look for opportunities to have open dialogue and open debate and, and not play their cancel, uh, culture, um, uh, game. But at the same time, I also encourage people to say, hey, if you've got, um, let's say, a business that you um, frequent, and, and they are funding the opposition, they're funding people that are trying to destroy America, you do have the opportunity to vote with your dollars. Now, some people would say that that is cancel culture. I think it's just wisdom in choosing where you, where you spend your money. Um, so it's a it's a bit of a complicated thing to deal with, but man, I, I you know I, I'm shocked right now that that I'm even still on Facebook. I'm actually pinching myself, going, Am I not as conservative as I thought? Maybe <laughs> I'm not the firebrand I thought I was. <laughs> I'm getting self conscious, Connie. It's like my wife's been canceled, my staff been can- they've all been banned from Facebook except me. I'm like, what what's going on here? I must be too nice.
0: Maybe God just I got was, this uh, little protective cover over you <laughs> for right now.
1: <laughs> I, I guess so, but it's bad. And we saw it on the college campuses years ago, and. You know, you and I've been talking about that for a long time, and choosing the right college because of this kind of stuff, where you don't have open dialogue and debate and and free speech. And so, this has been coming a long time. I said it was a communist tactic. The Nazis did the same thing. It was kind of a if they could shout you down, they would, and they would literally stand in these in these in these rallies. And if if anybody said anything of the opposition, I mean, they were literally shouted down. That is not an American way, and and it's it's uh, poisonous uh, to to our culture. And so we've got to push back on it, and we've got to look for opportunities for open dialogue and debate and not be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid of being canceled. Um, that's, that's what it's really going to take is courage. And, and, and that's kind of a—honestly, uh, if we're being, being truthful about the state of the country, courage is, is the trait that is lacking most in the church and in believers. And so we've got to find some backbone and start saying, hey, be strong and have a good courage. Speak truth. You can speak truth in love. But you gotta speak truth right now, and not worry about them canceling you.
0: Yeah, I was—I was actually writing that down fi- um, in the show notes. Find a backbone. You know, it's—it's it's funny because our kids are afraid, uh, people are afraid. Nobody wants to lose their job, especially after coming out of COVID. And it was, so we'll kind of kind of turn our attention then. The way that uh, you equip people is, you know, understanding that. Faith and citizenship, they go hand in hand, that we need to be armed with truth. We need to do things in love. We need to be hope-filled. It's not—all is not lost. Uh, we need to uh, talk to our neighbor. We need to consider where we're going and what we're doing. And in light of cancel culture, we don't have to just take it. We can you know, speak truth to it. And that is what I think you are trying to do with the constitutional coaching program. So for the last part of our uh, conversation today, let's talk about the constitutional coaching a little more in depth. Are you seeing in, in the, you know, millions of folks that you have worked with, are you seeing an illiteracy? Are you seeing a massive flood? I know you said people are flocking now, but to really want to know what the constitution m- says and actually what it means.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's look, we're we're ignorant uh, as a nation, and and I throw myself into that. I mean, you know, 75%, three fourths of the country uh, cannot even name the three branches of government. Um, most people can't name freedoms out of the First Amendment. And and I was there. I mean, I sat in my Capitol office complaining about a, a Texas poll that said only half of Texans could name even one freedom out of the First Amendment. And then I stopped and said, wait a minute, can I name the five free? And I couldn't. I couldn't name them. And so we're we're all ignorant to some degree, and 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 Tom Jepson uh, puts it this way: he says ignorance is curable, and I think that's absolutely we should we should embrace that and go. You know what? If I don't know how to fix the battery in my car, I can learn how. I can pretty much go watch a YouTube on on anything. Well, same thing with with knowing what how freedom works, and that's why we created this Constitution Coach program. Everybody needs a coach for all kinds of things: your your health and all these different things we're saying hey we need a good citizenship coach we need a constitution coach and you need to be a coach to your friends and family and that's when we started training people on how to do this you don't have to have any background in this you don't have to know anything about history or the constitution we literally equip you and give you all the tools that you need if you can get people into your living room and hit play you can be a constitution coach we'll do the hard work and the heavy lifting and you'll learn as you go i mean every time you do the class i mean even now when i'm when i'm when i was editing these this new version of biblical citizenship is one of our – it's actually one of our Constitution classes before the churches. And um, when I was editing it, I was going – I mean, I had all this material with David Barton in his library. I said, I did, I've seen this a million times. I didn't remember him saying that. I learned, learned something new. I mean, every time you do the course, you learn something new. So it's not difficult. And, and the answer to your question is, yes, people are hungry for this. They're asking the right questions. They're saying, how, how does this really work? Like, what is the job of the federal government? COVID really helped us in that. It made people start asking wait a minute, can government actually shut down my business? But can they keep me from going to the office? Can they keep me from opening my salon or my church or, or, or whatever? You know, Look at all the ways that, that, that it happened, and it, caught, it forced people to ask the question, who has authority? And, and that's a theme that runs through all of our classes that, that's been lost in America, is this concept of jurisdiction. Who has authority to make these decisions? Who decides? And and God gave us a system where it begins with self-government. We decide most things for ourselves as it should be. And then in our family, there's authority. And then in our church, there's authority. And then we start giving authority to local government, state government, federal government. But there are jurisdictional lines. There's boundaries for each of those levels. And that's what we teach in the Constitution classes so that you can then, when you do go to that city council meeting or that state legislative committee, you can hold them accountable and you can say, show me in in our local charter or show me in the United States Constitution where you have authority to tell my church we cannot meet and worship. There haven't been any deaths in our church caused by people coming to our church. You know, no evidence that a disease is being spread by our church. When you start studying the principles of authority, you, you start realizing what the right questions are to ask and you can push back whenever they overstep that that uh, that line of authority.
0: Yeah, it gives you a confidence to do that. I love that. I love how you, you framed that. And you mentioned... The videos, right? So right before we were on air, I was preparing for the show, and I went over and I found your YouTube's uh, your videos over on YouTube, and they're so well done. They're, they're they're like you said, they're entertaining, they're informative, and every time you watch them, you're going to pick up another nugget, and it's going to be like another tool added to your toolbox where you're figuring out, oh, well, how do I address this and this and this? So. I love that you have these incredibly well done videos. You've tapped into what everybody's doing, which is coaching and YouTubing. And I will, you know, I'm, I'm glad your Facebook hasn't been shut down. I I, I know you'll go yeah. to other <laughs> places. Hey, I, I'm, I know I'm probably giving a, sh- a shout out to Clubhouse, but you know, you could. I'm over on Clubhouse. You could have your own little Constitution Clubhouse rooms over there. And uh, the only thing is, you it's not for kids, so it would have to be for parents only. But you know, there's always a way. And that is the one thing that always encourages me. There's always a way. When something gets shut down or closed, something else will rise up. And if you take the time, you've. Yeah, I, I really encourage you folks, Uh, Go check out the the Patriot Academy and Biblical Citizenship and the Constitution Coaching Program. Go check those out. Learn for yourself so then you can feed others and get excited together. It's it's not difficult. It just takes a little time. And for a lot of Americans, that is something they actually have a little bit more of. We're not rushing around quite as much as we were. And it's a great opportunity to kind of armor up. So first, you want to know what God has to say about it, and then you want to know what uh, the the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and you demystify it. I, I love how you break it down, and you've always done that. So as we, you know, this is the the last little segment for us. And I, Rick, I know I've given you a shout out for the the three different uh, programs that you have, but I would love for you to tell uh, our audience where they can find you if you have like an upcoming class or how to how to book you or how to bring you to their you know their churches or their conferences wherever it is how can we find you
1: easiest place is patriotacademy.com and you can find all the different courses there the easiest course to start with is a a constitution class and you might want to use the biblical citizenship version uh, but just do that in, in your living room uh, all of that's available at PatriotAcademy.com. If you want to actually come to one of our live classes, um, we do about once a month. We take about 300 people with us out to Las Vegas to a place called uh, Front Sight, and we do the handgun training during the day and the Constitution training at night, and it's COVID-free. No, you know, Mask if you want, but no requirements. I mean, we have a great time. It's good fellowship. So that's an option on there. And and one other thing, if I could just mention it, because we talk so much about running for office, and this mm-hmm. is only for those people out there that are that are thinking, hey, maybe that is what God wants me to do. or you want to be able to, to recruit candidates, get somebody in your church or your homeschool co-op to run. Uh, we just released a program called Campaign Coach, and it's just a, an online course, pretty quick, about eight modules, um, that really is some of the best consultants in, in the country and, and and candidates and people like that talking about, here's what you need to think about if you're considering running for office. Here's what you'd want to know. It's a decision, kind of a decision matrix that helps them decide if they want to run for office. And if not, if you go to that course and then you go, Well, maybe that's not for me. You'll know what to look for in another candidate. So that's a a really good one for those people that are thinking about, especially local office. Connie, we've got a goal of of recruiting 10,000 local candidates for school board, for city council, for water district, for commissioner, you name it. Those are the places where you can most quickly make a difference. And those are races you can win. I mean, sometimes we think this is impossible. It's not. I mean, most of those races, it's a couple of hundred people. Run, uh, you know, that vote in those in those races. So, anyway, that's another one I wanted to throw out there was campaign coach. But all of it is available at patriotacademy.com, and just encourage people to go to the website, find a place to, to dive in. Most uh, most of the things we offer are free and online courses. We have wonderful donors and others, and if you want to be a donor, you can do that. But I mean, we just want to educate as many people as we can. We've had about 200,000 people go through the, the Constitution class and Biblical Citizenship class, but we want to see several million go through it before the next election. Uh, the next presidential election and we're well on our way to do that but we need folks out there to help so anybody listening you can be the catalyst for restoring biblical values restoring constitutional principles do your part
0: oh what a great way to wrap that up rick well that wraps up this episode of equipped to be if you enjoyed this show please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show and thank you again for joining me Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.